0: of
1: radio future of radio future of radio
0: the future
2: is here employmentradio.com
3: i don't want to be one of them
2: you just want to be their overlord
3: yeah that's pretty much it yeah i just want to rule i don't want to you know i want to rule over them but i don't want to be one of them I mean, don't be ridiculous here. I
2: think in order for you to rule over them, you should probably be one of them.
3: No, not at all. Not at all. That's, this is why I, I get to rule. I think you are one of them. No, this is why I would get to rule is because I'm not one of them, but I'm close enough I can bridge the gap.
2: So you're the king of the little people.
3: Well, I would be their king, yes. I would absolutely be the king. But I wouldn't be one of them. Uh, this is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler, here with Sarah X and we're talking, of course, about hobbits. Of course. Because what else would we be talking I, about? I don't know why I would even need to explain that, but uh, we are discussing hobbits and whether or not, you know, from the land of the hobbits, you know, New, New Zealand, um, whether I could be one of them or not. But no, in fact, I would actually be ruling over them. I wouldn't be one of them. That's what I have to say about that. What's you doing over there, Sarah?
2: Just listening to you try and dig yourself out of your hobbit hole.
3: I'm not really digging myself out of any hole. I'm just explaining, further explaining how it is how, how this thing would work you know like i said i wouldn't be one of them i would just rule over them i'd be a good ruler i'd be kind
2: you'd be kind I'd be is kind. that what you just said
3: i'd be kind i'd be just i'd be just when it's necessary although i you know if things needed to be straightened out i wouldn't have a problem you know getting my hands dirty getting things worked out there
2: i'd be kind
3: i could be i could be a kind ruler
2: i don't believe that
3: no, I would be ki- As long as everything went right and went according to my plan, I would be very kind leader.
2: As long as everything went the way that you exactly wanted it, then you'd be nice to people.
3: Absolutely. Well, I'm the king. I would be the king. I mean, this is how it would work. I'm just saying this is how, you know, this is how it would work, you know, if you were king. Things have to go that way, you know, but like I said, I would be a very kind ruler as long as everybody obeyed the rules.
2: I think that everybody's a really kind ruler unless somebody disobeys their rules. I think that's the point of being a king is that you want people to obey your rules until they don't and then you're the asshole.
3: Well, no nonsense. That just means that they're wrong. They're insubordinate. See, and then you just have to put things in place. You have, to, you have ha. to just set things up.
2: Someone just wrote, do you need an air freshener in there? It sure smells like bullshit.
3: <laughs> well, see, that would, be, that would be a case of someone needing to be uh, straightened out.
2: Someone else wrote, Greg needs hairy toes to be the Hobbit King. I, in fact, have seen Greg in his mandals during the summer, and he does have hairy toes. Fact. Fact. I Greg has that. hairy hobbit feet. Fact.
3: It's fine. Whatever.
2: just makes you more secure to the earth.
3: What do you mean secure to the earth?
2: I mean, you have, you know, you have mountain feet. I do. You're, not, My, you're not going anywhere. If there's an earthquake, you just hold, you just stand short and grip onto I that. I descend
3: from hill people and barbarians. I'm, I'm comfortable with this. We're conquerors, see? That's why. Another reason I would make a great king. Another reason. Man, you were just, you're lining them all up here for me. It's kind of making a whole lot of sense. I think maybe I should be a king. I think I could do a fantastic job. Little people would be very happy with me. Hobbits. Not little people, hobbits.
2: I would like to have a little person in here one time and just. Have them overhear the way you talk.
3: But I'm not talking about little people. I'm talking about hobbits. This is different. This is an imaginary, imaginary.
2: No, it's not Greg Nibbler, king of the hobbits. It's Greg Nibbler, king of the little that's
3: people. That's your, that's your, uh, your, you, you're you the one that decided that, not me. I'm saying fictionally, this is a fictional story. Should I be a king, I think I would make a great king of the hobbits. I think I could, uh, you know, get them a little organized or a little bit disorganized. All scurrying around their little hill holes. You know, I get, them all, I get them all working. Get some get some work done.
2: Squiggling around in yeah. that hill hole? Yeah, out there
3: sowing those fields and yeah, get some stuff done. You know, get, get them marching in order. I mean, of course, they wouldn't be able to stay up past, I would say, 9 p.m. would be about the latest they could be out in the streets. You know, after that, they'd have to get back Why? into the hill Why hole. Why is this? Well, because you don't know what hobbits are going to get up to at night. You know, they need to get some good sleep so they can work the fields the next day. I don't know. I think I'd make a terrible king.
2: No, I love it when Greg's saying stuff, particularly since we're live now, and he knows that he can't take it out. <laughs> be like, this is when he'd go to make sure that you could see the changes. I the would level not. Well,
3: no, I never, I never deleted anything. I don't delete things.
2: Sure, you don't. <laughs> oh. Unless you listen live, you'll never know.
3: Yeah, see, there we go. This is fun appointment. So, how did we get start, started talking about uh, New Zealand?
2: Why, because we're having Rhys Darby, he of New Zealand and of Flight of the Concords fame in studio today.
3: Yes, we are. We are
2: quite excited.
3: Yes, it's going to be awesome. I was just... Laurie, um, prison? Prison.
2: Brit prison.
3: I did... Uh, Kenny actually sent over a sample of another podcast before he got them to do that. I'm going to... Wouldn't that be cool if we could get him to do that? Well, feel it vocal. out first. Yeah, I know. We have yeah. to see. We have to see what kind of a what kind of mood he's going to be in. Well, we speaking
2: of uh, Kenny...
3: Oh, is it... <laughs> Welcoming now to Fun Employment Radio, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> I like
4: that. A, just
3: creepy.
2: Where's do you have Kenny's wrong hey. microphone on? I can't hear him.
3: No, I just keep it real low. Yeah, you, you want. I can't keep hear, it hear him at all. Yeah, I know. I turned it down really low for him. <laughs>
4: Let me see here. Hey, hello.
2: Hello. Am I here? Hey guys. All right, you can't turn down his microphone yet. <laughs> Let him talk for a little bit before.
3: <laughs> you
4: gotta test me out.
2: How's it going, guys? It's
3: and that was Kenny. So uh, anyway, he's been-
2: <laughs> hi, Kenny. How you been? How was your uh, How was your Thanksgiving holiday? Uh,
4: it was wonderful. We went to my grandma's. She made delicious turkey and, and uh, yams with marshmallows. It was amazing. My girlfriend and her mom came. My mom came, and it all went well. It all went well. I was surprised. Is this the
2: first time your mom and the girlfriend's mom met? No,
4: it's not the first time they've met. But they're 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 along the same. They're, they're both social workers and very liberal, and so they got along just fine.
3: I met your girlfriend's mom at one point.
4: Yes, yeah, so on my birthday.
3: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, we were all intoxicated. Yeah.
3: It was good yeah. times. Yeah. She's uh, very well, very liberal. I think that would be the right yes. way to put it. I
4: think yes. that's a good way to put it, Greg. She's a yeah.
3: spiritual of the earth person.
4: Certainly is.
3: Does yes. she have
2: hobbit feet? Always.
3: I don't know. I didn't look at her feet. I just okay. don't pay too much attention to women's feet.
2: Well, when you say yeah. "of the earth," I always just say well, like,
3: in their little hobbit hobbit holes. <laughs> I I would be willing to bet she has been to Burning Man more than three times.
4: Uh, I don't know, but I know she's been to the Oregon Country Fair quite a few times.
3: There we go. See, yeah, this is what I. This is the kind of that's what I mean. Yeah. Very nice. Very All right, nice Craig,
2: someone is asking that you should give a sample proclamation that you'd make as being king of the little people.
3: A sample sample proclamation?
2: Sample proclamation. Well,
3: that's hard to determine right now without knowing what the uh, economics are that we're dealing with, you know, where the uh, where the society stands. You know, it depends if things are getting out of order. Obviously, you know, the first proclamation that I already said would be nobody can be outside after 9 p.m. After 9 p.m., everybody needs to go go inside. The privileged, you know, those who earned earned their reward would maybe get to you know hang out over at my place for a while they could come over and hang out at the palace with me so but there's get... only a certain way you can get to do this Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's <laughs> by obeying the rules you see the rules are in place for everyone's good they're there to help you and help all of us further ourselves and be better hobbits and little hairy feet people
4: so after nine when all the hobbits go inside mm-hmm.
3: What does King Gregory do? Well, King Gregory has very special parties over at his place.
2: Just for for lady hobbits only. Well, some
3: lady hobbits hobbits, uh, live a life that's slightly more luxurious. Uh, Someone
2: is questioning, how does one earn the privilege to stay up after 9 p.m.?
3: Well, that's a good question. First of all, never, ever question your king. (laughs) Remember (laughs) that the king hears all. And even though you may think that's your friend that you're talking to, but uh, your friend may be getting a secret payment from the king to let him know if you're saying something out of order. Just remember that. But there's, you would never have any reason to say anything out of order. And this is what I'm saying. The only people that have something to say out of order are people who are trying to bring down our society. They're trying to, they're trying to ruin what amazing things we have built. So don't listen to them. Just tell me what they're saying. And you too can be rewarded.
2: <laughs> and is it like a, a, a financial reward? A, a physical? Reward? It can be whatever
3: they want. Oh, in our society, we reward all kinds of things.
4: Does King Gregory make the Lady Hobbits wax their feet?
3: <laughs> King Gregory loves all kinds of women.
2: Uh, and somebody asks, uh, King Gregory, will you let the Lady Hobbits braid your hair? <laughs> Is that something they can do for extra payment?
3: Uh, That is not something that's on the list. Um, That is not something that's on the list, actually. And uh, whoever asked that, they would uh, actually be in line for possible punishment.
2: Keelan just wrote I'm going to hire a pack of little people to jump Greg outside of the studio. He could probably take 2 but not 5. <laughs> <laughs> it's not little but I love people it's just hobbits. it's saying hobbits. That, that, that's just like that is just horrible in and of itself cuz he's going to hire a pack of little people. <laughs> <laughs> like they come in like a fucking six pack. <laughs>
3: Whoever our little people listeners are and I know we have them, please don't hate me. Uh you can write in. You can go to funemploymentradio.com/live and make your comments known. Or uh give us a call 503-928-7995. Let us know how you feel about uh about everything. Remember, we're talking about hobbits. Shockwave says, let's not discuss how they earn the privilege. Ooh. Well, There's certain things that, uh, that can happen. Certain ways you can move ahead of others. On a
2: dark hobbit night. <laughs> after all the hair braiding is finished. You'll
3: be out after 9 p.m.
4: King Gregory's casting couch. <laughs>
3: Some people are harder workers than others. Well,
2: that's how Kenny got this job.
3: <laughs> oh, there were many, many people applying for this job. Yes, I really stood out. <laughs> you didn't really stand out. It's more what you were willing to do. Uh,
2: <laughs> With those scrambled egg-eating lips. Greg knew that you were the one.
3: Oh, Back to scrambled egg-eating lips again.
4: That is not a term I like.
3: No, that's not, uh, that's not pleasant at all. Scrambled egg eating. Did
2: do, do you hear yesterday's show yet? I haven't, no. <coughs> okay. Okay, sorry. So we are talking about people who look like they would just have, like... Big wet sloppy mouths, and you could just see them eating yeah. scrambled eggs, and they're like falling out, like like, like Barney Frank. <laughs> yes, like, that's hey, a perfect
3: you're... example. And gets them yeah. in his teeth, like gets like a little bit of yolk stuck to his, <laughs> and lips. they're like
2: like stuck to his really overly like wet mm-hmm. lips, and he's just like <laughs> eating them and just like just trying so, to talk at the same time. So, um, when you um,
3: describe with... overly wet lips, that's that's the part I think that's one of the most disturbing things. Dripping wet lips. Ew! <laughs> I don't like hearing you say it either. Ugh. <laughs> oh. What
4: else would it just be sloppy uh, for those big lips to eat?
3: Other than eggs? Eggs? Why eggs? Pudding. What, what? Pudding. Pudding? pudding. See, but eggs, uh. are, eggs are more gross than pudding, though. Yeah, because yeah, eggs, you out. can't
2: control the consistency. Yeah. And I think that's the grossest <coughs> thing. Because there could be little bits of eggs and big bits of eggs. Thin, or, thick, or, yeah, like runny. easy. Yeah, yeah exactly.
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Glistening with yolk. <laughs> oh, yuck. Why would you say that? That's completely inappropriate. Glistening with yolk. <laughs> His soft, wet lips he were glistening it's like a with yolk. Bit too
2: early for Greg to be, be this creepy.
3: Be creepy? Why did I say that was creepy?
2: Oh, I don't know. Ladies after 9, like Hobbit ladies after 9 p.m. earning their keep by I, braiding your hair I and didn't doing s- other things.
3: You implied Hobbit ladies. I didn't say that. I just said all Hobbits needed to be back in their, uh, their hill holes by 9 oh, p.m. Oh, so
2: the ladies and the gentlemen. No,
3: no, no, no. No, oh,
2: okay. you're misinterpreting. No, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Somebody
3: would be losing their privileges.
2: Well, I'm <laughs> glad I don't live in your Hobbit Kingdom. <laughs>
3: in my imaginary Hobbit Kingdom, you would be—you would be—you'd uh, be in some trouble. Um, <clears throat> one thing, though, I don't—I don't even know if we got onto it by this, but we were talking about uh, so Reese Darby coming in here in the studio fairly shortly, actually, and yeah, now
2: since. Um, <clears throat> Mary Ray is in charge too. Like she usually comes a little early. Yeah. So I'm, I'm prepped for any time. So, what yeah. kind of things should we talk to him about?
3: Well, and that's one of the things I want to say because I, I mean, of course, we all know him from Flight of the Concords, yes. uh, where he's amazing. And then on top of that, I didn't realize that he used to do a radio show or, or still does, but it's on hiatus about um, cryptozoology.
2: What's cryptozoology?
3: Like Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and uh, so those like kinds folklore? Of those aren't, well, cryptozoology.
2: So folklore?
3: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> some could call it that. I'm not going to say that uh, it's necessarily all that, but it's, it is an actual study, though.
2: Cryptozoology, um, crypto meaning hidden and zoology meaning study of hidden animals. Mm-hmm. Refers to the search for animals whose existence has not yet been proven. All right, there that's we go.
3: pretty cool. That's what I mean. It's, it's pretty. So, like cool. what, like
2: the Loch Ness monster? Loch stuff? Ness
3: monster, yeah. Um, oh, bigfoot. Uh, yeah, bigfoot would be one. Oh,
2: bigfoot's around around these parts, isn't he?
3: He is indeed. Actually,
2: oh. there is
3: bigfoot. Uh, supposedly, supposedly bigfoot is around here.
2: Is he more um, near like the rural, like Monmouth Independence area? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I have never encountered a bigfoot myself uh, in uh, in the Monmouth Independence area. No, I would say it's more in like the Cascades. Do you know where there's been sightings has- and up, in, up in Washington and in Eastern Oregon? Uh, actually, I do.
0: Really? I do
3: know someone who has, who has claimed to see Bigfoot. He, um, yeah, he said, said that he saw Bigfoot uh, crossing a rural road while he was driving down
2: it. A rural road? Rural road. Rural road. Rural road. Rural road. Rural road. Do you believe him? Do you know him? Is he a good friend?
3: I wouldn't say he's a good friend. No, he was actually, and I don't stay in contact with him anymore. He was more of an acquaintance, but um, he was. It was really hard to get him to talk about it. I really don't think he was making up whatever it is he thinks he saw. He believes, and uh, you had to like pry it out of him. He wouldn't talk about it.
2: Okay, so since he wouldn't, so you believe it because he wouldn't talk about it. Yes, I guess. Like I guess when like traumatic things happen to people, like. You well, because
3: he, the- he didn't want to sound like an idiot, and that's why he would never talk about it. Yeah. But, uh, but if you got him drunk enough, he would bring <laughs> it up. That's pretty much when he would. The only time he'd get him to bring it up. And he had to be around people that he knew. But yeah, so I guess what it was, he was driving down some
2: some rural road, road,
3: rural road. Rural road. Um, I think, I can't remember if it was in Eastern Oregon or, or Washington, but uh, out in the middle of nowhere on like a gravel road going camping. And it just like walked out in front of the road, walked across the road, and went up the side of an embankment. Hmm. Yeah. And then was gone. So it's just like he just walked out in the in the middle of the road and that was it.
2: I just find it hard to believe in something that they're, you know, if it's so mammoth and like walking around so freely on rural roads, like that nobody has caught it or like at least like got any like, you know like legitimate proof.
3: Well, and that's true, but then at the same time, how many sightings are there? You know, I mean, not all of those people could be crazy or Making things. But I'm just saying, up.
2: like, you see a bear. You see a bear over and over again. You get the bear. There's proof of the bear. Like in the well, there's a sasquatch want running around, like, shouldn't you have caught something by now, like a baby Sasquatch? Like they have to be breeding if it's still walking around.
3: Well, yeah, I mean you would think so, but that's part of what the uh part of what's weird about it. I mean, then how do you explain how many sightings there have been? And I'm not saying one way or another. I'm just saying, you know, the devil's advocate on that. There's been no, that no, no, many fine. sightings it, and people just wouldn't... aren't I mean not you know, there's been thousands upon thousands of sightings of this. I mean, not all of those people are crazy or uh, seeing things, or you know, de- m- you know well, see, I'm not saying that they're seeing
2: things, but what if they're trying to convince themselves of something that isn't there? Like, but what see, if they're seeing a, a bear an, or something?
3: B- that's what I'm saying. There's enough people to rule out those possibilities as well.
2: But how could it be ruled out if the if an actual legitimate Bigfoot has not been ruled in? What? There's no that nobody has ever had concrete proof of Bigfoot, but yet thousands of people have seen it, but like thousands of people see a bear and there's proof of it. Why is there no proof of this thing? Well, because that's obviously around?
3: there's not as many. I mean, but there's tons of animals though that are discovered all the time. There was that one fish that they just discovered in what, in uh off a, off the coast, I think, of East Africa. But that's
2: a fish. The ocean, you know, is seventy percent of the planet. Like this is like a, a Sasquatch roaming around a particular neck of woods.
3: Well, look at the look at that um, what was it, the, uh, the woodpecker that they just dis- rediscovered in Arkansas that they thought had been extinct for 70 years?
2: But again, a woodpecker can fly. Hmm. It has, the, it has so, the ocean sky.
3: I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know stop yelling, yelling ad- at me no, like I, thought, I know. I thought
2: we were just arguing back and forth, neither of us really believing saying, in either thing.
3: I'm saying there's enough, there's enough space and room that it's possible something can exist that we don't know about.
2: Well, you know, you're talking to someone that believes in aliens and ghosts, so,
3: <laughs> so I believe in those things. Well, I'm just saying it's quite possible there is something that exists that we have not uh, fully discovered. I'm saying that's certainly something that's possible. <laughs> I'm not saying it's true or not. I
2: know you're not. No, I just, I, I enjoyed that little debate.
3: <laughs> I will have that debate anytime time with you. <laughs> On to Chupacabra. Uh, no, I don't.
2: Oh, Lord, not the Chupacabra.
3: Chupacabra!
2: Chupacabra!
3: Who was it that sang that song?
2: Clyde. N- Clyde had a hand in making that Chupacabra song, like one of the ones that was really... No. He really did. N- no. No, he did a long time I don't know if it's the same <laughs> no. one that you're thinking of.
3: <laughs> it's not. It, the one that I'm thinking of, no. I, I, would, I would be willing to bet quite a lot of money that Clyde had nothing to do with the Chupacabra song by... Um, I think it was by Chicks Diggit It or something. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it was, it was Chicks Dig It. I highly, doubt,
2: it. Oh, I highly doubt Clyde
3: wrote Chupacabra for Chicks Dig it.
2: Well, I don't No, I don't think it's the Chicks Dig it song that I'm thinking of. There could be more than one Chupacabra I don't song. know what you're thinking of. Just like I'm sure there's more than one Bigfoot sighting. There's more than one Chupacabra song. Well, I,
3: <laughs> yes, yes.
2: La, la, la. Clyde is, had his
3: hand in many things, but I, I don't think he invented the word Chupacabra.
2: No, I didn't say word Chupacabra. I said okay. a song about a Chupacabra. Okay.
3: Uh, Foyable says, damn, my job takes me away for a couple of minutes and we go from Hobbit King to Goat Sucker. <laughs> 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 yes, indeed. These are the kinds of things you get when you're live with Fun Employment Radio. Go to funemploymentradio.com slash live to um, to uh, make your comments here, which I'm reading right now. This Mr. Jenky fun- says,
2: is it possible, uh, it is possible there are things that exist that we don't know about. It's also possible they live in Greg's bedroom closet. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Greg's pretty passionate about this, Kenny. Maybe he's hoarding squatches up in his <laughs> for,
3: <laughs> squatch <order? laughs>
2: You're a Squatch. squatch!
3: Order. I forgot about that show, you the seem big so uh, hunter.
2: You seem so impassioned about squashes. Squatch.
3: See, those are the kind of guys that ruin it for for anybody who wants to take yeah, anything like damn that seriously. Right they do. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I I completely agree. That's, when you start calling him going squatch hunting, uh, yeah, there's a. Uh, I
2: think I think there's a squatch. Out uh, there.
3: I think I'm pretty sure, and this. There was this show, Ghost, I think, what was it called? Bigfoot Hunter or something like that?
2: I only saw it I talked about it for a while. Yeah, Yeah. because we were calling everything Squatches. Yeah. Squatch is the best word ever.
3: And those idiots, because they they get a national television, you know, where you could kind of take it at least somewhat seriously, you know, at least be open to the possibility or whatever that there's... There could be something out there, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but these guys go out there and they see one broken branch. Yep, that's from a squatch. <laughs> Pretty sure there was a squatch there. Uh,
2: I keep seeing Yeah, there, I sir. can smell it. There, I can smell some squatch over there. Yeah,
3: there definitely been a squatch here. <laughs> it's like, like, dude, it's a broken branch out in the middle of the fucking woods. You're probably smelling yourself. It's uh, it's it's not a squatch.
2: Greg, I really think that you should um, like. I don't know, change your disposition and start and look like more like a country bumpkin, but like kind of a crocodile Dundee country bumpkin and call yourself the Squatch Hoarder <laughs> and run through rural mountains and like see all of your mountain people and go and try and find Squatches. Here to collect
3: your Squatches.
2: <laughs> and you could have a gang like you're like, you could just, like get a leather jacket and have it say like Squatch on the back of it, like in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Or you could be a son of Squatches.
3: Sons of Squatches. Yeah, this is a uh, certainly something I could do.
2: <laughs> Come on, you could do like knock out two things at once. You could go visit your family and then run through the woods. Hey. No, I'm saying your family lives in rural Oregon.
3: Yes, so true. I'm
2: saying that is where the squatches live. So you can Supposedly. go say hi to your folks and allegedly, then, you know, and then jump on your hog and ride into the mountains and find <laughs> squatches. <laughs>
3: Or y'all been hoarding some squatches around here? Nineteen squatches and counting," says Eric.
2: <laughs> Once you capture nineteen squatches, yeah, call it that.
3: Yeah, maybe I have been hoarding squatches. I'm waiting for all the glory of my for myself. I don't know. I do have a basement room. I could hide all, all kinds of things down there.
2: You know what I don't understand? Or right, they find missing people on mountains. They find things, they find people, you know, they find humans and missing things in woods all the time. How come they can't find a fucking Sasquatch?
3: I don't, I can't answer that question for you.
2: You know, the, the people that drive up onto Mountain Hood, like, thinking that, you know, from California, thinking that they're going to go for a nice hike and then get stuck in the snow. They yeah, find they,
3: them. Yeah, they don't always find them. Well, yeah.
2: they find them a little too <laughs> late, but I mean, they find them.
3: Yeah, Sometimes they don't find them at all. Oh. Yeah. It's
4: because Squatch got them.
3: Could be.
2: That's why. Could be. Okay, the squatches are running away with them.
3: Maybe that's maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe that's what they don't want you to know.
2: So, what was Reese Darby's show about? Was he? Do you know exactly what the context was?
3: Yeah, cryptozoology. No, I
2: mean, what did he talk about? Did he talk about people who were like trying to find them, or did he do his own research?
3: I, you know, I don't know. Hmm. I, I I didn't actually hear it. I just know that he was doing that. But I think that's something we could certainly ask him.
2: I think it is.
3: We could certainly find out from him. Uh, I'm looking outside here right now to see if he's... He doesn't look like it, although, um...
2: Is the lady feeding the birds?
3: What's that? Oh, wait, hang on. Oh, okay, and Sarah is leaving. Oh, I thought you were pointing
2: just for me to check.
3: Oh, no, 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 it's okay. Oh, okay. Yes, and now what what about the lady feeding the birds? Oh, I
2: thought you were, like, the lady who always throws the crumbs for all the pigeons out there.
3: Oh, no, she's not out there. I haven't seen her for a little bit. Uh Uh-oh. The crazy lady that feeds all of the... That basically, um... Makes it so that we have swarms of crows and ravens hanging outside of our, out of our window. Oh, yeah. I guess they're not ravens. They're crows. Ravens are... Uh, yeah, Kenny is very upset about this. <laughs> no, no, no. They're not ravens.
2: All right. So it says, yeah, um, every Sunday, The Cryptid Factor, they'll be discussing all things cryptid from Bigfoot to the Loch Ness Monster to the Mongolian Death Worm. They have interviews, analysis, eyewitness accounts, and, of course, music and banter. That sounds like something I'd like to watch. See,
3: I'm just saying. And listen to. Have you noticed? Okay, this is completely side, side topic here while we're waiting for, uh, for Reese Darby to show up. Daniel Baldwin.
2: Has he gone crazy again?
3: No, every day. I started retweeting him the other day. Because uh, every morning he just, when he gets up, because I have a tweet deck open, he puts out, I'm up. I'm going to retweet him right now. Retweet him. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm up. And then then he writes, Ben up. And then he writes, good morning, everyone. Wow. I've been kind of following him, actually, lately and watching what he posts. Inevitably, at some point during the day, he's going to send something to at Alec Baldwin as well. And Alec Baldwin won't reply.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Does he always write to his brother? He always writes
3: to his brother, yeah. He'll send some comment. or He'll reply to something that Alec Baldwin posts. And then uh, Alec Baldwin won't reply. That's...
2: You're right. He you wrote it yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm up. Been up. Good morning, everyone. Mm-hmm. Today, I'm up. Been up. Good morning, everyone.
3: <laughs> he now says blessings to you all on this beautiful day. Okay,
2: what is the fucking deal with people saying blessings lately? Have whoa, you had anybody whoa. say that?
3: No. It I don't know. What's what's going out. on
2: here? It creeps me out. People, like, they'll just be like, oh, how are you doing? Blessings. I'm like, don't fucking bless me. What are you doing? I didn't sneeze.
3: Somebody said blessings to you?
2: Blessings. Like, instead of, like, a, you know... I uh, hope you're doing instead of like I hope you're doing well. It's like blessings. Blessings. Do you see anything?
3: Blessings, my child. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's cars moving. Okay. I, I, I don't know. Well, I can't
2: I, see what you're seeing. All I can see is you staring out the window.
3: Yeah. Oh no. I know. If if something I wish happens, I would. I would. If something were going on, I would certainly say. No, it doesn't look like it.
2: Okay.
3: I was assessing the situation.
2: Assessing. <laughs>
3: assessing the situation. I wasn't ready to reveal anything because there was nothing to reveal. <laughs> It's past 9 p.m. Um,
2: Daniel Baldwin on November 26th was spending some time on the Oregon coast with my girls. God's splendor abundant. God bless you and keep you all.
3: God's splendor abundant. What the hell does that even mean?
2: Uh, that's the ramblings of a crazy person, Greg.
3: God's splendor abundant. You know I still have his phone number.
2: Let's please not call him.
3: Maybe we should. We could <laughs> we could see if we can get him on the air. I, I wonder if it's still his number. I haven't tried November calling 25th, it November 25th, Daniel
2: Baldwin time. wrote to Alec Baldwin saying, makes me yearn to be under a deftly touched AB spiral on a deep skinny post.
3: What? Makes me yearn to be touched?
2: Under a deftly touched AB spiral on a deep skinny post. Alec Baldwin's probably like, why did I have to have fucking brothers? <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's... Uh, I'm not quite sure what to say about that one. <laughs>
2: Alright, on uh, November 25th, Daniel Baldwin he, uh, he also uncomfortably capitalizes A lot of things that shouldn't be capitalized He wrote, I wish I could give you So many of you, uh, capital B, big Capital H, hug The Lord's love, all capital big And hug. spirit surges through me today Peace be with you Six exclamation points
3: <laughs> Wow I think we may need to, we may need to Talk to him <laughs>
2: Daniel Baldwin on the 24th of November said, I'm praying for so many people today, but mostly I pray for very sick ones that don't seem to know how much they have to be thankful for. Wait, what? what? Is, he, is he being mean to sick people on Thanksgiving?
3: Wait, I don't understand. What?
2: I'm praying for so many people today, but mostly I pray for the very sick, sick ones that don't seem to know how much they have to be thankful for. He's kicking sick people while they're down. <laughs> I'm not reading that wrong, Right.
3: Um, I so don't he's yelling know.
2: at them for being sick because they should be thankful for what they have even I, though they're very sick.
3: I think what he's trying to say is that people who, uh, people who aren't grateful for what they have in their lives, that makes them sick rather than being the sick first. They're sick mentally It sounds like he's like fucking physically. beating
2: up a leukemia It does or sound something. like that. Yeah. It does sound
3: like that's what he's doing. You fucking AIDS people. Just be happy for what you have. Yeah, that is, that is kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, Rick says, I think rehab people get super Jesus-y Yeah, it does um, seem to be the, I, does seem to be the way be he a rehab person? Yeah, well, he was on Celebrity Rehab
2: Was he rehabilitated? Uh, I don't know I have no comment on that Alright, on uh, November 22nd, Daniel Baldwin wrote The winds of change continue to blow I ask the Lord to be my rudder And take me where he wants me to go Blessings to you all
3: I want the Lord to be my rudder Sounds that sounds, naughty. Yeah, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound like something you should say. <laughs> Daniel Baldwin. Yep. Let's have let's have him on.
2: No. no.
3: Well, it's okay. We're even we either having Daniel wa- Baldwin on or we're having on. the psychic stripper on. We're not
2: having the psychic stripper we on.
3: We need to have one of them. No. I mean which one would you prefer? If I you would, had to choose, which one would you choose to I have? I
2: would not I would choose neither. I would choose no, to be. Had, I would choose to be sick that day. If
3: you had to, though, which one would you rather have on, Daniel Baldwin or the Psychic Stripper?
2: I would rather have on Daniel Baldwin.
3: Listeners, who would you rather have on?
2: Well, the Psychic Stripper isn't gonna isn't gonna happen. I'm honestly surprised it never she... got back to her that that we were saying that.
3: Oh, why? Because uh, because she knows some of the same people, right? Yeah. I don't know. Let's. Hey, she, I, as far as I'm concerned, that was an open invitation. I'm I'm surprised she didn't try to contact us. <laughs>
2: She should know that we're trying to contact her. Didn't she? See? Uh, See? (laughs) Hey, also, um, in case you're feeling a little too lazy to leave your house, she can also do your tarot readings online. (laughs) What?
3: (laughs) Okay, I don't necessarily believe in tarot readings, but I'm going to guess you can't do it online very well.
2: Isn't a lot of, you know, being spiritual and stuff, being in the same room with somebody and, like, feeling their... Aura feeling their energy. energy. You can't do that on the fucking internet. I'm
3: feeling your vibes. Yeah, I know. I, I would. I would certainly think so. Let me see here. I think this is. Uh, I have something really quick. This is the.
2: God, I love Chicks Dig It.
3: Uh-huh. And you're claiming that Clyde wrote this song?
2: No, I am not saying that. Will you stop saying that? <laughs> it's like you wrote some song about a chupacabra, not the Chicks Dig It song.
3: Yeah, Chicks Dig It. God, they were awesome. Anyway, I wanted to find that chupacabra. Well, should we uh, should we take a quick break? Yeah. Before uh, before our guest comes in. So we are getting ready here for just a few minutes.
0: Hopefully. So
3: <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we'll be coming back <laughs> on with Reese Darby of uh, Flight of the Concord's fame, a.k.a. Murray. And uh, on top of that, if you have any questions, please go to funemploymentradio.com slash live and enter in your questions that you might have for him. And um, also let us know whether you'd like – our future guest to be either Daniel Baldwin or the psychic stripper.
2: Yes, because we have a choice in both of those things. <laughs> yes, could be
3: either one, either one. We're going to leave it up to you guys, uh, and then you know, Sarah said she's. Yeah, you know, next she's week open.
2: should we? I don't know. Should we just go ahead and have like Will Farrell on or Cohen and O'Brien? We're not really sure. So,
3: it's going to be that hard to get the psychic stripper on.
2: We're not getting her on. That's so it is going to be that hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's not happening.
3: Unless you guys say you wanted to. Uh, so go to funemploymentradio.com/slash live or go to Skype where our handle is funemploymentradio and our phone number is 503-928-7995. All right, we're going to take a break. Ideally, yes. we'll be back in a few moments with Reese Darby. Woo. Hi, this is Greg. <laughs> Hi this, hi, this is Greg Proops, the specky one from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Not the tall guy, the fat guy, or the black guy. And you're listening to Fun Employment Radio with Greg and Sarah. All right. And we are back. In theory. Except my headphones not stuck with. There we Did go. That's the, the advantage in? of uh, <laughs> live radio. Yeah. Um, okay, we are back in here. And joining us now, Reese Darby. Hello, sir.
2: Hello. <laughs> Are we pronouncing that correctly, sir? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, good. So, uh, yes. Okay, right. good. Yeah, everything sounds a little quieter now.
3: Yeah, I know. Well, you that's probably not. because I screwed something up. Yeah. That's that kind of the way it
2: is. All right. How's your morning been going?
1: Good. Yeah, not too bad. I've uh, woken up and it's a beautiful day here in Portland.
2: It is. Thank you for bringing the sunshine yeah, with you. It's
1: wonderful. It's nice and crisp. Quite yes. Quite chilly. <laughs> it is a little brisk uh, outside. Uh, but yeah, I've, uh, I've done a, a, a radio. Um, interview somewhere, and now I'm here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're just being carted to where yeah, they tell you, you to, get right?
1: Carted, you know when you when you when you're at this level. Yes, <laughs> you get picked up and you get carted and dropped off and, and deposited, as, as it were. And, and, and you you say your things, and then you. And then you're released.
2: (laughs) You've done your bidding. Now go. (laughs) Then you go back to the hotel and you just relax. And what was all that
1: about? And then you get picked up again and taken down to another place. And then you've got to make people laugh. And then, you know, sometimes they pay you and then they drop you back. at this amazing life.
2: Since you do so many interviews, like, do you even remember what you just talked about? I don't know whether I'm in an
1: interview or whether I'm performing now or what. (laughs) The only difference is sometimes there's an audience and other times I'm just talking into a – Device. <laughs> Actually, I'm always talking into a device. Whether sometimes it's hidden on my costume, sometimes it's cameras, and I'm just talking and making people laugh, making myself laugh. If I'm laughing, if I'm having a good time, then hopefully some people are too.
2: You're not laughing right now, though.
1: No, this is serious <laughs> time now. Okay, I'm here to talk about the issues. No, no, let's let's stick to the funny. Okay, <laughs> I know done, no issues. I don't know anything about issues. Well, we were political actually, <laughs> issues uh, don't yeah. ask me about anything yeah. that's happening in the Middle East or... no we
2: stay far away from
3: that yeah, good, good, yeah good. we try to avoid the issues
2: actually we just had a huge <laughs> argument before you got here because we were talking about your show that you did called uh, what was it The Cryptid
1: Cryptid Factor yeah
2: yes, and we ended up actually having a 15 minute argument about um, Sasquatches oh wow yeah because yeah. you know you're in the land of the Sasquatch wow yeah I know yes it's yeah. exciting I know one of, one of his friends actually claims to have seen one oh, he does really? yeah oh, that's amazing
3: yeah He's, he claims that one walked out in front of him and crossed the road in, in front of him when he was driving on a rural road.
1: Wow. How far away from here?
3: Um, I, he was either in eastern Oregon or Washington, so probably a good couple hours from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah I didn't even, but, I sort of, I forgot to, I mean, I, I know about Oregon, yeah, but mm-hmm. I, uh, here I am just, as I say, you know, just being swept up in my being picked up and taken to places in your famousness <laughs> that I don't even stop to think
3: <laughs> with your limos and your yeah. helicopters uh, Were well, so. you sure.
1: just carried what? down yeah. from your hotel yeah. room yeah. which limo's mine quickly put me in there <laughs> hey that's my limo
2: oh sorry they all look the same <laughs> so when you do like interview after interview do you even remember what you're talking about like, like this morning does it just kind of like just naturally come out and you kind of do the funny and then leave? Yeah.
1: It's, well, you know, um, they're all different, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I actually enjoy interviews. A lot of comedians don't. And you probably, you know, you would have had this a few times. you will get comics mm-hmm. and come in and they just grumpy. kind of like pulling yeah. teeth a little yeah, bit. No, it is. And, yeah. uh, and you think to yourself, oh, God, I thought this guy was meant to be funny. That <laughs> um, and that'll happen a lot. But I actually enjoy the human interaction of, uh, you know, of talking and, and talking bollocks as we call it it's a sort of a UK term mm-hmm. bollocks bollocks talking rubbish uh, um, what would you say here you'd say um, shit bullshit yeah that's one of your classics yeah, yeah. bullshit uh, yeah so you know <laughs> passing time by um, verbalizing uh, diarrhea, <laughs> um, you know, because it's fun and it's it's an age-old thing. I think you know, back in the back in the day of the cavemen, they would have just sat round just talking. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much it. There weren't even any issues back then, so it's it's going to be you know. Um. <clears throat> hey, did you see? Uh, hey, did you see Uga? <laughs> Well, what did Oga do? Oh, Oga was out there the other day, and uh, he he nearly got hit by a bison. Oh, You know, it's
3: fun times. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have humor back then. It was just,
1: that was just, you know.
2: That was their gossip, <laughs> That was right? the news. Well,
3: I mean, why was he out Without there? Uga. You know? Yeah. You know, was, he's obviously in the wrong was, spot. In the middle of the night? Yeah. What was, what was he
1: doing? Ooga!
2: <laughs> Come back! That's where you actually get the
1: term Ooga, which is now a common horn. Uh, and that's where it comes from. It's from okay. the, right back in caveman days when Ooga, who's one of the first cavemen, was an idiot. And he was out in the middle of the night trying to hunt. <laughs> And he got hit by a bison.
2: That's unfortunate. Hey, <laughs> Olga!
1: hey Olga, I shouldn't do that. My voice is already on the verge of yeah. You got
2: to protect I've your instrument. Protect
1: my throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, you got a lot of shows coming up.
1: I, yeah, I've got a, I've got a few, uh, and I'm excited about it because I haven't done stand up uh, since probably about. July, yeah. Oh wow! This year, cool. So it's been a few months off. So it's always cool to get back on the saddle. Yeah, and uh, and I'm and I'm I've got some new things to say as well. Working on a new uh, a new full hour show for next year. I'm hoping to do um, Edinburgh. Do the Very whole. cool. Oh, nice. I've done many times, but uh, I haven't been back there for a while. So I want to uh, I want to get back there.
2: So what came first for you, the stand up or the acting?
1: The chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, chicken. Stand up comedy. mm-hmm yeah, it was always first. I mean, I was big. Looking right back, I was an uh, obsessive Monty Python fan uh, growing up and um, in my, you know, th- uh, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 age area um, and 15, 16, 17, 18, you know, right till I joined the army. I was a soldier. Can you believe that? I know. That? Wow. I
2: For can't. how long did you do
1: that? For uh, three and a half years. Wow. I was, I was a soldier. Running around with a a weapon and a, <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a hat with a badge on it, can you imagine? <laughs> anyway, before that era, uh, I I was I, I just love comedy. I mean, I I got laughed at a lot at school, uh, and I in people were <laughs> in laughing a good way. Way. <laughs> be, Not laughing with, but hats. no, at, always at. And then and then I started to get them on my side, and they would laugh with. And I've got at and with now. I've got two options there. <laughs> and uh, and then I started, you know, I just I, I love I love comedy, and so then. Um, through through the Python era uh, wanting to be one of those guys wanting to be John Cleese or Graham Chapman or any of them um, but I really decided to just get up on my own and do it so I'd sort of to you know um, my stand up initially started and still is uh, to a certain degree uh, sort of one guy doing sketch comedy mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean so I'm doing all the different voices and the, the different characters uh, I move around a lot on stage uh, I was actually in a comedy duo to start off with. Um, uh, well, not uh, initially. I did it on my own, and then and then I probably, probably a week later, uh, as fate would have it, ran into a guy uh, that worked, in I, – I worked in a theatre restaurant in Christchurch, in New Zealand, called Excalibur's oh. Theatre mm. Restaurant. So there was a, you know there was a stage. You'd go for a dinner. And a bit like medieval times, right. you know. And I dressed, oh, I was a character, amazing. I was a character called Gorp the Village Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so I was, I was like the serving wench, you know. And, and I had my, own, so you know, and I remember the interview, and they said, oh, what's, your, what's your character voice going to be? And I, because, you, you know, you're given the character, you're Gorp the Village Idiot, and you're given the character based on the outfits they've got, you know. <laughs> so this is yours. And uh, you're the village corp. idiot, the village idiot. This, the, a wig, and this weird, and it looked terrible. Uh, and I said, What's your voice gonna be? And I, Well, I'm an idiot, I'll be. Uh, they said, Wait, don't say no, just use your own voice. <laughs> said, oh, what do you mean? I said, No, I think that'll work. I said, oh, all right, so I went up, so I'd go up to people, Hello, do you, uh, how are you today? Do you want some bread? All right, is this guy an idiot? <laughs> yes, he is. So and then I met this guy uh, who was a chef at the time, Grant. Uh, he was chefing there, and I, I met him in the, you know, after the show and stuff. We'd have drinks after the at the end of the night, and he'd come through. And we got on really well. Uh, he was hysterical. And he had a bass guitar that he was starting to play songs with. And um, we got on really well. I think within that first day of meeting each other, we decided we'd get together and would form a band. And uh, so it was him and I. He, uh, we called ourselves Recently Granted. Because his name is Grant, and so we we thought already, what a fantastic name! It is, it is. (laughs) That's creative. Spelt R H Y S E N T L Y. Granted. Uh, So then we 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 started writing comedy songs, and uh, we we sort of, um, uh, and then we um, then we started developing sketches and very sort of surreal sketches, and so we we were we were an act, we were a a comedy act, and we and we performed. Uh, for about four or five years, did a few festivals in New Zealand, you know, nothing nothing major. Uh, well, it was major for New Zealand, but, you know, s- small. Um, and then from there, I sort of, you know, uh, carried on on my own after that. Um, but he's always been one of my best, my best buddies, and uh, he still does comedy and, and things. But um, I have just had far too much ambition. I decided, I've got to go on it alone. Um, oh. So I, I went to the UK and... Uh, which and I was um, I was told uh, by some British comedians who came over f- for the New Zealand International Comedy Festival after after seeing my act they said you know you should you should come to the UK what you do is it will have universal appeal because I don't I don't tackle any issues as we've already said. Sort of <laughs> yeah. know. I, I talk about things that the whole world can can deal with things like you know jet packs. Um, (laughs) mermaids (laughs) spaceships bouncy castles uh, I like all of these things I was (laughs) going to say you're (laughs) listing Greg's favorite things right now things like that Um, so uh, um, so it made sense and so I so I made the leap uh, and um, that's how it all began with me and I, I guess I haven't I haven't stopped
2: that's awesome. Mm. So how did you get started in Flight of the Concords? Is this, um Were you friends with them before? Yeah. Did you...
1: I knew the guys. They were from Wellington, so mm-hmm. they were from a different city in New Zealand. But they uh, connected up with me in Edinburgh. We were all over there for the for the French Festival. They were doing their show. I was doing mine. We were the only Kiwis there at the time. <laughs> and uh, none of us had any money, so we decided to help each other out as much as we could. Uh, we photocopied... Um, sort of on both backsides of each other's pages um, <coughs> the, our, our flyers to hand out and to save money uh, yeah to save money <laughs> yeah. and uh, I um, I did some flyering for them um, Brett came on board and helped me with my show he he did the um, the sound and lighting for my show <laughs> and he, I don't think he had any experience in either but he was uh, <laughs> he, he gave me a, a help with that um, so they their show <coughs> I can't remember if it was the first year or the second year that they they performed there, but they were approached by the BBC to um, to make a, a pilot for a radio. And Jermaine, uh, I was there at the time. Jermaine came up to me and said, "You know, we've got this idea, sort of a mockumentary style, uh, Spinal Tap kind of idea for for us. Uh, would you like to play the manager? And we'll do a, um, you know, we'll just we'll just make it up as we go along. Just." And I said, "Yeah, we'll give it a shot." And I I said, "Yes." I had nothing on. Well, I had clothes on, but I had nothing. (laughs) uh, You know, I wasn't busy. Uh, (laughs) um, So we did it. The guy from the BBC just turned up at at the house with a little mini-disc player and a a little um, microphone. And he said, all right, guys, um, I'm not sure if you've got any ideas what you want to do, but I'll I'll push record. And uh, he did. And I just... um, Started things off by you know uh, introducing myself as the uh, back then I the, the character's name was Brian Nesbit I don't know whether you guys have heard the radio series of the of the version I haven't of heard the it show. I've read up about it but yeah. I haven't heard it so I just said straight away I just went into a band meeting I said right band meeting okay <laughs> let's see who's here uh, Jermaine yes right okay you're here Brett yeah well, of course I'm here you know I'm here you can see I'm here all right well you here good. <laughs> Brian, present. And you used to say present, by the way, guys. And, uh, so that was the first thing we ever did was just we, we did a Oh, we, God, and that's a we genius did a roll call. Too. <laughs> We just made it up. And uh, and then that became finally, you know, became the staple thing that we would always do. And we, and we had these meetings. And the meetings were always about nothing. We had no yeah. idea. So I I'd be like, right, let's have a look on the – now, first on the agenda, you guys want to – uh, get some gigs, don't you? <laughs> yes, that would be great. Yeah, that's why we're here. <laughs> I don't know why he's sounding like that, but anyway, <laughs> he's sounding a bit English. Uh, I'm trying to do Jermaine. He's always got a deep voice. <laughs> um, uh, all right, well, I've looked into it, and yes, we can do gigs. <laughs> you know, we just sort of made it up, you know. Uh, and initially, the, the radio series was about them making it big in, in the UK, you mm-hmm. know, so it was the same sort of thing. Um. Uh. We made this pilot. They then uh, the guy from the BBC went and recorded their live stuff, you know, um, their, their songs and stuff. And then afterwards, he'd interview us, like, "How did you think that went?" You know, and the guys were, "Oh, it was pretty good," you know. And I'd go, "Oh, not not bad. Quite a big crowd. You know, a lot of them were <laughs> laughing though, which I thought, and I, I'm not sure if that's. But you know, a good crowd's a good a good crowd. <laughs> and uh, so then they made this pilot, and it uh, and, and it and it, um, and it worked. Uh, we got a six part series on the BBC. Radio Two uh, had like over two million listeners. Wow! Repeated twice a week. Nice. And uh, we won an award, and uh, and then they ca- then they came over here and they got the TV show, and then they called me up and said, you know, be part of this as well. So I was I was chuffed. Chuffed, which is a term we use, means was happy. Happy. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was I, was, I was chuffed. I'm trying to bring you guys in some new words here. Thank
2: you. I want to bring that into my lexicon. Absolutely. I'm very chuffed today.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I came over and uh, we did it. And, uh, you know, I don't, it seems like such a long time ago now. But I think it's, and, you know, everyone says, oh, when are you going to do another series? You know, is it over? Is it really over? Yes, it is over. <laughs> okay, but it's over a long time ago. Stop
2: asking. Uh, it
1: was only ever going to be two seasons. We, we were surprised it was going to do two. Um, and they, you know, they made it to finish on, this, on, this, on the second one. The, the boys and, and Murray ended up back home. It's the end of the story. But. Um, uh what was I going to say i don't i mean it's it'll be one of these things that'll be around forever, like you know it's it's it 's a piece of art it 's like mm-hmm. mm-hmm. faulty towers you know you can go back to it any time it's it 's comedy gold mm-hmm. and uh, you know there's there 's other things that do go on and on forever a lot of American television series. Seasons do go on and well, on. Well, they forever. go past their expiration. Yeah. Exactly. Way yeah. past. You know, yeah. Look at the office. Well, yeah. You know. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bitter about them because they, you know, were about to offer me a job on that, and then just totally never called me back. <laughs> oh. But, so oh, I, you fuckers. know, I, you know, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Well, good uh, that
2: you're not associated with something that's really not very funny right now. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's you know. It's you know. So uh, I think you know when you when you create something, it's it's the, one of the best things about creating art is when to is when to release it, mm. when to yeah. when to give it up, and it, and it, it'll always be there like a fine painting. It's not like oh it's gone forever. You could just click a button and mm-hmm. it's there, you know. And it's like it's like a book, a great book, you know. You don't say, um, "What's a great book?" The Great Gatsby, or something like that. Sure. Why didn't that just keep going on and on and on? You know, <laughs> just, when I got to the end of it, that was it. Why can't we just, you know? And, do books have sequels? I suppose they do. Some of
2: them.
0: Uh,
3: I suppose there are. Well, they always some. come to a conclusion. Yeah. yeah I
2: mean, yeah. there has to be an end.
1: But it's, it's exactly, yeah. and I think you know, uh, uh, visual and televisual um, uh, uh, art should be the same. Mm. You know, and but you know, there are some. Uh, Exceptions to the rule where uh, seasons have gone on, something like Cheers or Mash that have gone on for so long, but have always been really good, and it's really sad when they end. But that's because you end up at a at a point where you're so comfortable with it. It's like your family. You don't yeah. want, you don't want them to finish. Mm-hmm. You know, like Seinfeld. You know, yeah. just, You mm-hmm. know, which was you know, some would say it wasn't as good near the end or whatever, but it's because we know them and love them so much that we just don't want them to go away. Mm-hmm. They're, our, they're our our kin, yeah. and so. Um, Anyway, I don't know what we're talking well, about. Well, how special but, does
2: that feel to be a part of pop culture forever? Yeah, I mean, and, that, that is like that is going to be there forever. Like Flight of the Concords has made its huge stamp, and, like in the entire world.
1: That 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 is that does feel so f- special for oh, me. Oh, so You know, I'm I think I'm always going to be ch- chasing the dragon now, trying to <laughs> get another show like that or create something that's as good as that. But that's part of that's part of where we're at, and we, you know we can. Take our time to get there because that will always be mm-hmm. there, and I'll always have that. So even if I do nothing else, that'll be my thing.
3: Well, it seems like you've been able to spin that in though to all kinds of different things now. Mm. I mean, being able to be you know big movie productions and and all of this with Jim Carrey. Yeah. Jim Carrey. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was I was lucky. I, I guess that because it was such a um, uh, an important piece in the comedy world that um, big movie directors and writers, you know, everyone saw it and wanted a wanted a piece of. Of of me uh, from that character, so I was lucky to, to get that role, and uh, that it was um, similar but different enough to be different. And I got to work with Jim, which was an amazing opportunity. So I'll always have that as well. Yeah, that Harry Potter <laughs> scene was brilliant. Oh, thank you. That yeah. <laughs> was so fun. And I'm not even a big Harry Potter fan. But, uh, that's uh, what I was going <laughs> to ask you. If <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not at all. But uh, I have I have uh, since then. I've I've watched a couple more of them. I've got kids, so my my eldest is six, my boy, uh, and I know we're going to have to go through them all. So we're just going to have to. We're sort of waiting till he's oh, yeah. old enough to watch. The, you know, he can sort of watch the first one. Yeah. but Then they start to get a bit scary. They're scary. Bit, yeah. for, like like as an adult
2: watching them, yeah. like I would have been terrified if I was yeah. a kid.
1: And the weird thing about it, you know, like you know, you can you can watch the first one, and when he's watched that, what
2: about the next one? Not yet. A couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> oh what?
1: A couple of years, Finn. <laughs> You're
2: going to make him wait like the rest of everybody yeah. had to wait. Yeah, like exactly. space it out over ten years yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> throughout your life i fly, I meet up with him when he's thirty-four. Okay, we can watch the fourth one. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dad.
0: <laughs> Finally, it's like a
1: classic now. I, know, I can't believe the series <laughs> <is> <laughs> over. even get it anymore.
2: Oh. <laughs> I remember when it first started, and I was like, um, like seventeen, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be in my thirties when this is over. And sure enough, I'm thirty-one, and wow. like in the final one yeah. comes out, I'm like, holy fuck! I'm well,
1: old. he's like a fully grown adult.
2: Yes. With, with a
3: couple of kids, isn't he? By the last
1: one,
2: yeah. yeah and like a play. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean pretty Weird. much. Yeah. If there's
3: like a sex scene in it or something. Yeah, I don't even know. There's how no it
2: works. sex scene. There's some side boob that you were very excited oh
1: about. nice oh yeah there was some side <laughs> boob yeah, so save the side boob, side boob. Hermione
2: Hermione side yeah. boob yeah. oh wow yeah.
1: that should be a good website Hermione side <laughs> boob well, you know what? I'm sure there probably I is Hermione yeah. <laughs> side boob Jason speaking uh, hello yes I've got received the latest picture
2: anything closer to the nipple
1: no nothing at the moment sorry we'll, we'll keep checking
2: <laughs> so is this your it's, first I was wondering is this your first time in Portland yeah oh <gasps> So you love that you like the city. I saw it on your Twitter page mm-hmm. that you went. You already did the the big two. You went to Powell's well, and Voodoo Donuts. No, I haven't
1: been. Yet. You now haven't. I said on there, I'm gonna go. So okay, I'm wait- yeah, that's I. That's. that's- I asked people what I should do, and everyone said those two things. Mm. That's what everybody yeah. It's um, Weird. It's A bookshop weird. and a donut place. So I'm definitely going to go <laughs> it's a wild No one mentioned town. go and see Bigfoot. <laughs> it's a few hours away, though, but it's probably worth it.
2: Yeah, there is also, so um, I'll give you the address for the other one, because the one downtown, like, people were literally, like, hundreds of people wait in line for a fucking donut. Wow. So yeah, if you go down there, weird. you're gonna have to wait Good for an day. hour for a donut. The, but there's no. another location that nobody. VIP window. I don't know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I there should I, be. I was on flight of the Concords a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually on a show recently, but it got cancelled. Oh. <laughs> Back of the line.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do people just accost you, or they just like, Murray! Murray! Oh
1: no, not really. They don't really recognise me so, when I talk. They some
2: they will really, hear. Just yeah. so, you know, this is a big flight of the Concords okay. Town. I'm always oh, surprised yeah. when somebody hasn't seen it. That's that's how popular it is here. Yeah.
3: Well, Arge Barker was through here not too yeah. long ago, a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. He got and, accosted. Well, I don't know, but we were telling him the same things. Like you're, you're going to go out and you're going to get recognized, yeah, like yeah, right yeah. away. He's,
1: he's quite recognized. I mean, I
3: suppose I am. I, I know. I never.
1: You
2: very much are. Am uh, I? Uh, okay. Yes. Yes. Very much.
3: All right. Well, you'll be riding around a limo anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> you'll stick out that way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who's that in the limo? <laughs> Why don't you guys have limos? (laughs) I feel weird in the limo. (laughs) So you're performing tonight.
1: Yes. First one tonight. Very excited. 8 Mm p.m.
3: And And then, then? uh, yeah, tomorrow and Saturday, 7.30 and 10 p.m. Yeah. I'm both nice. And let's, let's just
2: it. let me just tell you if you see um if some people show up in Santa Claus costumes mm-hmm. on your show on Saturday don't be alarmed but it's um Portland's Santacon. Ah. So basically it's a pub crawl that happens all day where people dress up like Santa Clauses and go um like pub hopping. Oh. Basically wow. thousands of drunken thousands santas of drunk is essentially
3: santa's. what uh what, what are you going to be seeing? Wow, that's, yes. That's so they're going be. to be
2: all over the city. So if you thought Portland was weird, you came for a very, very good weekend okay, I'll, for I'll it. keep an eye out for that on <laughs> for, yeah. Watch out for the drunk because the people who are the drunk Santas will be the ones that will recognize you. Oh, no. Yeah. Really. But they
1: won't get into the club, will they?
2: Uh
3: Probably I don't know. Not. Damn, probably. Um, not if they are that drunk. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Oh gosh, Mary Ray has a look of terror <laughs> on her face. Also Mary Ray, it's SantaCon this weekend, so just so you know. <laughs> now everybody has been warned.
3: <laughs> well, uh you can get your tickets at heliumcomedy.com, uh Helium Comedy Club on the corner of 9th and Hawthorne. Have you been down there yet? No. It's awesome. Yeah.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. I can't wait.
3: Yeah, it's a great club. So, uh get your tickets to go see Reese tonight. Um and, uh, Tonight
2: or this weekend? You have five opportunities. Or this opportunities. weekend. Yeah, you have, you have a lot
3: of opportunities. Don't miss
2: out. A living legend. Yes. Wow. You get to bask you yeah. know, your eyeballs. You get to see him in a, person. A
3: pop culture icon.
2: <laughs> May people even get the opportunity to meet you after the show?
1: Yes, absolutely. All oh, right. Yeah, Look
2: yeah. at that. Oh, there we go. There's no better selling point than that.
3: No, it really isn't. All
2: right. Well, thank you. You've been so yeah. amazing. No worries. We
3: were thank so you. excited for you to come in. Thank you so much, oh, Reese. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. We'll be uh, back in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio.
2: Back up. <laughs>
4: Hi, I'm Hal Sparks. You shouldn't get podcasts for free because you get too much joy out of it. So stop being a dick and give them a dollar. (laughs) Done. Pay it fucking forward, people. I'm giving them each a dollar before I leave, and I was on the goddamn show. I provided content, and I'm paying for what they're doing.
3: I didn't know we were coming back that quick.
2: We sure were, but we are back. Surprise!
3: So there we go, Reese Darby.
2: What a cool dude! Very,
3: very cool. Wow. So I don't uh, think I
2: think he is going to be surprised with how popular um, Flight of the Concords is here.
3: Yeah, I mean it is. It, he is definitely going to get recognized. I mean, oh, I yeah. would recognize him if Wait, I were out. Be
2: like any, yeah, you could recognize him in a second.
3: Well, a the accent. I mean, yeah. he's gonna, he's gonna stand out you right cannot,
2: away. It was odd. Like, when I was looking at my computer and just listening to him talk, I'm like, holy shit. It's <laughs> like, Murray. It's Murray. Prison?
3: Prison. <laughs> yeah. That that was uh, that was absolutely awesome.
2: Yes. I'm very stoked. Great job, Kenny.
3: Excellent work, sir. Thank you. And that was you. an
2: early in the week booking, too. Like, usually we're waiting for yeah. Wednesday night confirmation. You're on the fucking ball, yo. Oh, yes. That's right.
4: Yeah. That was... D- doesn't our... Don't our lives suck sometimes? We have to sit and... <laughs> Hang out with people we've watched on TV and watched them know, do their seriously. bit. I know, seriously. Fucking hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> he was a talker,
3: too.
2: Thank God. Yeah. yeah. No, I really like that he appreciates doing interviews. And I like it when you like, first start out and you can obviously tell that they're kind of feeling their way through. And then well, they, like, don't,
3: they don't know what they're going to be walking into either. Well, yeah. As
2: he was saying, he's just kind of plopped from one place to the other. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I just did an interview. <laughs> I don't know where it was or what it was about. but
4: Now I'm here. I was there and I talked and now I'm here
3: talking. Yeah. yeah.
2: Talk, talk, talk.
3: Oh man, so cool! Yes, so cool. You know what I just noticed too? Um, actually, he was talking about the Office. Craig Robinson from the Office is coming into town. Oh, not fuck too long yeah! From yeah,
2: he is the funny no, thing dude. about that. Well, he, he always has yeah, been he's the constant. Hilarious. Yeah, I just can't really get into the Office this like this new season. It's not.
3: It's it's bad. It is. It's just bad. I, know, I mean, I they that- should have just ended it when Steve Carell was leaving. I mean, he left at right.
0: Exactly.
2: Maybe exactly. a little bit too late,
3: but right, a good time to leave. Mm-hmm. They could have made it. You know, just a big deal. I they found
2: Reese um honesty refreshing about that because I had read about the Office thing, how he was being slated well, to replace—he was being slated to replace Michael Scott.
3: Well, that's, I mean, and it then like NBC be never fit. wrote him yeah. back. Yeah.
2: Like it actually says it in the article. Like, and he never heard from them again after they basically told him that he had the job.
3: That's just. I wonder why. I know. Yeah, that's odd. Well, was it maybe because Will Ferrell said he was going to be involved? Will Ferrell isn't—he uh, but just he was, was just like like on a guest, for a short time. Yeah, but. he was on like a two-episode thing. Argument
2: like, do. Um, Reese and Will Ferrell not get along?
4: Well, no, but I could see them being, like, NBC being, Thinking like... Thinking they're going to be able to oh, get Oh, Will, yeah, Will
3: Ferrell, so. Like, Will Ferrell's going to do... <laughs> fuck this guy. Yeah, all yeah. of a sudden yeah. do television. Right. I mean, because right. Jim Carrey was guested on there, too. Like, that last season, the build-up thing where they had all the fake bosses, you know, coming in, that was... At least he had guest stars.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know? The awkward energy on that show, though,
4: is just too... It's it's too great. It's like... It's, it's like trying to watch, um... Uh... Larry David show, uh... Kirby career, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm, except yeah. career enthusiasm is great, but it's like you can't watch more than like 3 episodes in a row, or you're just like uh
3: It just, does it does get a little bit awkward. Yeah. Yes, this is oh. true. But uh man, Reese Darby.
2: Hey, you know who I want to tell me about uh, the best workout on the planet? Who? Daniel Baldwin. Oh, oh wow. is he going to please Daniel explain. Baldwin's on his way to the Scog gym. Don't be afraid to change your life. It's the greatest workout on the planet. What is P. the
3: Scog gym? I want to know.
2: You go to scogsystem.com and find out, Greg.
3: Would, do you think Scog. they pay him? Do you think they pay him for. Oh, yeah, to, he's right on the. Oh, front wow. There he is. No, page. he's.
2: There he is. He's a spokesperson. Wow. Okay. His bloated face is advertising the SCOG system. <laughs> Daniel Baldwin is hooked on the SCOG system. I signed up for the 60 day challenge. A full diet plan with a minimum it. of four workouts per week, weight checks, and body fat counts monitored from start to finish. The
3: SCOG system is Daniel Baldwin's new cocaine. That's right. <laughs> Traded addictions.
2: <laughs> That's true. Addicts just swap mm-hmm. addictions. Yep.
3: Yeah. He's hooked on the... I mean, really? That's the word you're going to use for a former, a guy who's famous from celebrity oh rehab, really? Daniel Baldwin is hooked on the SCOG system.
2: All right, I'm going to read his... Um, let me just cue my music really quick. I'm going to read uh, Daniel Baldwin's self-assessment.
3: Okay. Do you want a little bit of reverb on it, or...?
2: Can you make me sound like a man?
3: <laughs> well... That's a loaded question. Hello. Um, oh, haha! Ha, you're funny. Uh, let's see here. I, gotta, I don't know if I'll be able to do that. All right, well, then I'll
2: just do it in my voice. Okay. <laughs> the SCOG System Works, posted by Daniel Baldwin. Hello, I am Daniel Baldwin. You may recognize me from movies and TV, <laughs> but just five months ago, I barely recognized myself. I had shot up to a whopping 285 pound, was low energy, and honest felt like crap. <laughs> <laughs> I went in to see my doctor and he told me if I did not do something to loose weight and get in shape that I would not live to see my younger daughters graduate high school this was a wake up call for me it just so happened that I had been brought on to produce a project that revolved around getting fit I felt this was God giving me a sign and I once met Michael Scog and started the Skog system my results astounded me at first I was not sure I was ready to swing kettlebells I was so out of shape, I could really do this, but with the SCOG system, I was able to learn my form and then add more time and tempo as I got better shape. This has been life-altering for me, and I truly believe it can do the same for you. I just had my way in in less than five months. I have gone from 285 down to 233, and my body fat went from just shy of 25% down to 12.2%, and I'm not done. Here in this blog, I will chronicle my journey and share with you the power of the SCOG system. Join me and change your life, too. Like Michael says, you only stronger.
3: <laughs> there we go. Very inspirational. Very, very inspirational. He's
2: the smart Baldwin.
4: <laughs> How do you not fucking proofread your...
2: How do you not proofread your like, yeah. thing from the SCOG system?
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the, th-
2: <laughs> well, you know, let's just let, but he's a fucking superstar. Let's let Daniel Baldwin do whatever he wants. Yeah, don't correct him. Don't correct do
4: him. Do not correct him. He gets a little angry. The, the before and after picture down there at the bottom is just, it's like, oh, he's fat and now he's ugly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is he secretly Korean and an email scammer? <laughs> no, not me. <laughs>
3: He does sound a lot like Anita.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Eric writes, hi, I'm Daniel Baldwin. You might recognize me from writing such coattails as my brother, Alec Baldwin.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome.
2: All right, Ryan's commenting on the Reese uh, interview, and he said, Reese's idiot voice sounds a lot like Russell Brand's normal voice. Coincidence? I think oh. not. <laughs>
3: oh. Yeah, I'm, <sighs> I'm not really sold on Russell Brand.
2: I think he's funny. Mm. I, I never saw, I didn't see... Um, what was that movie where he's Get spoiled? Get Him to the Greek? Oh, I liked that one. I didn't yeah. love it. I liked it.
4: Oh, Arthur, the remake. Yeah, I didn't oh, see that. Yeah. I didn't either. I'm yeah, not yeah.
0: going
3: to see that. I mean, it's a
4: remake of Yeah, yeah. and he doesn't I, but... die of of alcoholism in yeah. the end,
3: which is just disappointing. But in
2: forgetting Sarah Marshall, it was just the perfect peppering Fucking of genius. him. He was gold. Yeah.
3: Right. That. Yeah, that was fine. A little bit A dose. Yeah. Not a not an entire
2: I don't know. I kind of liked I really did like the story of Get Him to the Greek. It was it was yeah.
4: the ending was fucking weird though. The yeah. That was yeah. and all that
3: yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. That was bizarre. But yeah, it, it was not uh I don't know. It was okay. It was all right.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But forgetting I'm Sarah, Sarah say it's Marshall. The worst thing. Sorry, my boyfriend Jason yeah. Segel is, like, one of the best movies
3: That ever. is one of my favorite It is. Hands down, it is one of
2: the funniest movies I have ever seen.
3: Aaron Duran commenting now on Skype. Uh, Russell Brand looks like he smells of Drakkar, Noir, and Rotten Fish.
2: <laughs> Drakkar, Noir.
3: Noir. Noir, right, excuse you me. You were a seventh grade Noir. boy once. <laughs> I was, and that's when we called it Noir, because we didn't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> and I had some, too. Of course I did. Uh... But uh well, everybody yeah. did.
2: Every guy at our school, as soon as they're like, "Men wear cologne. Let's drench ourselves." Yeah. If a man wears a little cologne, I want to be super manly mm. and pour the fucking bottle on my head. Well,
3: and see, and I would wear it, but this was before I realized that I'm kind of allergic to that kind of stuff. So I'd get <laughs> like, all, my nose would just get runny, and I'd get you all my eyes. eyes would be watering. But I didn't understand, so I just put more and more on. I didn't realize that's what was causing it. <laughs> So, yeah, I just smell really, really strongly of cologne uh, with yeah. the runny, <laughs> runny nose and, a and red eyes. eyes. Yeah. I remember my I'm eighth, feeling very sexy <laughs> right now.
2: My eighth-grade boyfriend, Pete wore cool water cologne and that was classier back cool, in the day. Water cologne. cool water cool <laughs> water trying to be
3: a cowboy is that, isn't no, that, cool, stuff that
2: no cool water cologne was like it was i remember it was like blue it came in a blue bottle and it was like fancy smelling and i remember he just like doused himself in that snoop Dogg talks
3: about the cool water cologne cool Does Water. He? yeah interesting yeah i did not know that, uh, that snoop any Coke of you ladies like...
2: out there you know what the must-have perfume was when i was in eighth grade sun moon and stars and there was also sunflower perfume like
4: khaleesi Khaleesi.
2: <laughs> Khaleesi. Khaleesi.
4: a Khaleesi. of horses. Mmm.
3: Delicious. Moon and stars.
2: Oh, Eric just wrote, I think I didn't see this before, and he wrote, uh, the 90s were drenched in Drakkar Noir and cool water. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Heather says that she remembers every guy in eighth grade wearing cool water. <laughs>
4: hmm. <laughs> I never got into the cologne.
2: They're That's also... why
3: I couldn't get laid, Really? You, I, you seem like you would be a cologne you guy. You seem like you would wear <laughs> cologne, cologne like you'd put it in you, places it shouldn't go. <laughs> yeah,
2: you seem like you well, wear crotch perfume. <laughs> you also seem
3: like a Gold Bond kind of kid. Gold Bond, yeah. What's we, a Gold Bond no. kid? The ones that put Gold Bond on their crotch,
2: on their balls, oh, so oh, make it tingle.
4: Uh huh. I did get the menthol Gold Bond one time and get it on my genitals. Ew! Just don't say, don't say genitals.
2: Say privates.
4: My privates, and it burned like a motherfucker. I had to dump milk on myself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you dumped milk on your pants? Milk
4: was the only thing that worked. I tried water and, you know, water and, and soap, and it didn't work. And I was like, maybe milk will work. Because when you do eat something hot, work. when you eat something hot, mm-hmm. drink milk.
2: Right. I had to dunk my face in a bowl of milk when I got it so sunburned. I was like, hold my breath and stick my face in a bowl of milk like, until it got too warm that I could just see
4: you. The- <laughs> your face with milk with a straw, just breathing.
2: <laughs> I didn't even think of <laughs> that. Yeah,
4: there you go. Hot snorkel. Damn, I
2: could have made a s- milk snorkel. Milk snorkel. <laughs> <What? A milkle. laughs>
4: milk snorkel. The Sarah Dillon story. Yeah, but milk worked. If you get gold bond uh, menthol on your ballsack, um, dump milk on it. It works great.
2: So you're you're telling us that Why you accidentally you? got it on your ballsack? No, I
4: put it on there. Whoopsie <laughs> daisy. it uh, was no accident. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: Find out about stuff like that. Like you can put medicated powder on your balls, and it feels good.
3: I heard about it through someone else <laughs> who heard about it from uh, It was, was it a the guy uh, that
2: saw the Sasquatch.
3: <laughs> no, it wasn't that guy. Sasquatch told. Totally. wasn't Wasn't Sasquatch guy? Uh, no, this was. Um, it was a. It was a group of like the the guys who wear the rings, you know, the promise rings or whatever. The oh the yeah, yeah, promise like to be the Jonas Brothers. Uh, yeah, those kind of guys. He <laughs> heard it from the Jonas celibates. Celibate gentlemen who mm-hmm. oh, uh, like
2: that? Were their promise rings? Yeah, yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. So they're all extremely sexually frustrated, and apparently that's what they all did. To, to I thought d- they
2: all just dry humped.
3: Uh, I don't know. No. I, yeah, I, I really don't know. But apparently, one thing that they do do is uh, put uh, put gold bond on their balls to
2: mm. give it a
3: little bit of a sensation. <laughs> it's like soaking. Uh, apparently. Mm. Well, no, I think soaking would be a little bit. This is a, this is a step below soaking.
2: soaking. No, soaking is uh, is penetration. Yeah.
3: Yes. Right. right. You're just not moving. <laughs> No friction. No, no wriggling around. It's not the penetration; around.
2: it's the friction yeah. that makes it. Yeah, Jesus
4: nervous. does not like friction.
3: No, no no, sure. no, 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 no. But it's not your fault though if you're just <laughs> sliding it on in there.
4: Also,
2: Ew.
3: icy hot. Do
4: not get icy hot near your area, gentlemen. Just no. That is a experience. that is a
3: bad idea. Mm-hmm. Why? You seem like the kind of kid that would have experimented with those kinds of things.
4: <laughs> That was an accident. That was uh-huh. a legitimate accident. Right. I put uh-huh. it on another part of my body and happened to... And uh, it just happened to...
3: I mean, how well, I it... was playing with my
4: balls and, no. you know.
2: I was playing with my balls. No, no. I don't know.
4: I went, to, I went in for a scratch and then, then it was burn time. <laughs> milk did not work. Gold bond, milk, icy hot. See, I'd learned my lesson, but the milk didn't help. So now you know. <laughs> just like G.I. Joe's. Mm-hmm.
2: Joes don't like milk.
4: Knowing's half the battle.
2: Oh,
4: and knowing
3: is half the battle. Yes. Wow. Go to funemploymentradio.com dot com slash live if you would like to come in with the show or uh, or subscribe. <laughs> You'd also go to Skype where it handles Fun Employment Radio and you can give us a call, five oh three nine two eight seven nine nine five.
2: You know what I feel kinda of bad about it is I think I scared Reese with the SantaCon stuff. I no, think you I did.
3: I think uh, Mary Ray no, might have been a little bit nervous about that. Well as I'm well.
2: glad well, I'm glad that they know now, at least.
3: I it's probably not gonna be an issue down there. I mean it's they have they have door people. If somebody's gonna be that annihilated, they're not gonna get into the club. No. no. Yeah. But a, I think
2: it's fun for him, like people who have never been Portland to Portland before, like to see a bunch of people dressed like Santa Claus running around. That's always fun.
3: It is important to let them know <laughs> <what's> gonna,
2: <laughs> yeah. why
3: that's going to be happening. Right. That's not just a thing. That's a thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, because it's literally thousands of people.
4: Do any businesses around here, like, because I know some cabs will not yeah, pick up Santa. they have no Santa policies. Yeah, it's, like In no order Santa to actually Santa get a
2: cab a couple of years ago, I had to take off my Santa suit just right. so we could get a cab and then put it back on. Yeah. But the rule is, like, at least my rule has always been, well, you don't drink liquor on SantaCon Day if you want no. to last. You drink beer.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: Because the people, like, a lot of people will be like, oh, first bar, let's do shots. Woo! And then they are a passed out Santa by, you know, 3 p.m. <laughs> <sighs> You don't want to be passed out, Santa.
3: Yeah, you really don't want to.
2: You can, you know, have a little bit of whiskey here and there, but I mean, like, you know, if you're drinking cocktails, you are not going to last.
3: Well, yeah, that's number one rule. Don't drink cocktails. Number
2: one rule. If you guys are going to SantaCon this weekend, do not drink cocktails.
3: A good Santa knows. No cocktails. No, you don't want to wait in line. Yeah, if you start ordering cocktails at every bar that you go to, because, I mean, on SantaCon, you go to, like... Uh, who knows how many bars? Mm-hmm. You know, Twelve? eight bars, yeah. ten bars.
2: Oh, at least, and then like you know, then Santas start to disperse,
3: <laughs> right, and go off on their own.
2: Yes, so we can tell. And also, so let's say another rule of SantaCon, and we're actually having our friend Steve in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And We're going to be talking about SantaCon a bit more, so we'll just touch on this right now. But um, yeah, also bring just bring cash because yes. you are an asshole if you pay with everything mm-hmm. with your debit card because you slow down everybody, which means that like, people don't get their beers.
3: Seriously, yeah, that's that's a
4: that's a jackass move. Yeah, you don't want drunk, angry Santa on your ass. No. Mm-mm. And you will definitely
3: get drunk and angry Santa on mm. your ass. And end.
2: tomorrow, well, yeah, we'll give you the rest of the rules, including the four fucks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Are you going to go, Kenny?
3: Last Chance Santa Dance?
2: Yeah. they
4: Are going to have that again this year? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I did not attend the Last Chance Santa Dance. I, I'm I'm thinking I can, but we have this, like, family tradition thing where the whole family gets together and we make wreaths.
2: Are you going to see your sister?
4: No. No, it's my mom's family. My sister's back in Pennsylvania still. Are, are you, you get noticing- together and make wreaths? Wreaths, yeah. It's like a big, That's huge wreath-, wreath party. And like we have contests. Everybody gets shit-faced. We have contests of whose wreath is the best. And it's fun. It's really fun. Do you ever win? I have not won ever, sadly. Oh. I'm, I'm quite the wreath maker, though, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I can wrap a bow on a wreath like nobody's business.
2: you <laughs> you crazy. <laughs> All right, can I ask you guys a weird question? Mm-hmm. Does it seem like every like a lot of people that you know are pregnant more so than others yeah. i am knowing a lot of pregnant people there it's are a lot of pregnant people dude seriously like i just found out two of my friends on facebook today are knocked up
4: it's always facebook too where you find out
2: yeah where yeah. you don't know and then you see the the fucking sonogram yeah. i'm like oh right that's why i haven't seen you in a couple of months
4: oh i know who you're talking about yeah yeah,
2: yeah i'm just like oh wow
4: and it's it's often not a good pregnant usually yeah. you're like oh no <laughs> You're having a a child. What do you mean, not good for that person or not good for
3: you? For society, okay. For For
2: society, I don't think I'm friends with anybody on Facebook that I think them getting pregnant would be bad for society. Um, So
3: you're saying that uh, psychic stripper sounds like I'm not friends with her on Facebook. Okay. No,
2: (laughs) I'm saying my friends that I have on the internet, I would not say like that would be that's not a friend. I can't I couldn't have a friend that I would say if you spawn. It would be, you know, the hell seed. Well, I wouldn't
4: consider them a friend, but, I mean, I, not everyone on Facebook I'm really f- friends with. Right, so, exactly. You know. I decided to peruse my ex-girlfriend's well, d- Facebook page recently, and she was pragers. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I can relate to that.
2: I guess, you know, now that I'm thinking about it and I'm looking, there are some people that I'm not, you know, that are like, old <laughs> now associates. Now you're thinking about like, it. Like that.
4: Uh-huh. Or that. Yeah.
2: Or that. Wait,
3: there... Those are all preggers.
2: No, no, no. Oh, I'm saying okay. like if they were, I would be like. Don't Whoa. say the
3: word preggers either. Yeah. Stop
2: saying preggers. Sorry. What are you like a 16 year old girl? Yeah, yeah really. I am. 16 and pregnant. with Inside. Kenny.
4: 16 and preggers. I think you mean. No. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. The, I just recently friended somebody that I grew up with, and they had already have two kids. It's like what?
2: It's always awkward when you haven't seen someone in a while, too. Like, when I went back to Bramerton, I saw a friend, and I'm just like, oh, so so how many kids do you have now? I'm like, you know, one. And she's like, oh, three. I'm like, oh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm like, I should know that.
3: Oh, well, um, Eric just uh, sent us a link to something regarding Santacom from the Wikipedia page. And uh, in one section it says, In 2005, a more violent version of the event occurred when when on December 18th, participants in Auckland, New Zealand, proceeded to start a small riot. With such criminal acts as looting stores, throwing bottles at passing cars, and assaulting security guards. At least two bystanders were lightly injured and three arrests were made. Alex Dyer, spokesman for the group, stated that Santarchy in Auckland was part of a worldwide phenomenon designed to protest against the commercialization of Christmas. Wrong. (laughs) <laughs> that, is, that is not what's, what what Santacon is about. Mm-mm. It is about getting drunk yeah. with a whole bunch of Santas. and spreading
2: Christmas cheer. Yeah,
3: you bring gifts for homeless people and yeah, yeah. You
2: bring food, you bring candy, you bring candy canes, you sing the like naughty Christmas carols.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously, it's all just about having. You know what else is fun. funny
2: too? So, like, there are Santas. There's, so there's Santacon, but also on these days there's another thing going on called Bananacon. Oh yes, yes, I and remember. There the bananas. are bananas. There are people. <laughs> literally hundreds of people just like bananas that try to take out the Santas. See
3: the banana people though, they get a little bit of I haven't I haven't had a they're whole a lot of little, good experience no, with them. No, they're the aggressive. That's
2: why I don't like yeah, like the like so they're, they're not have so their nice. banana con.
3: Militant bananas. They are. Yeah. They're kind yeah, of assholes right. more. Yeah. They kind of just like shove people around. Yeah, I'm not am not a big fan of the banana people.
2: Yes. Well, maybe they'll be nice this year.
3: Maybe. Maybe we'll see. I, I don't know. I just Judging by funny. past experience, I haven't had haven't had a good experience with them. Yeah, they come in there fucking yellow people. mob. Well, they think they're better than you.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And they're banana costumes. They think they're better.
4: I mean, how does a banana compare to fucking Santa Claus? Well, that's just the bottom line. You know what?
2: Yeah, bananas. I don't really like bananas. You know what? I I like them in a smoothie. I'd like to blend up those bananas Mm -hmm. and
4: drink them. They don't come with a bag of presents.
2: No. That's
4: Reindeer. That's exactly what I'm canes. fucking saying.
2: I'm going to get some um, some flair this year.
4: Pieces of flair. By the
2: way, can I just tell you guys, for the record, this is the sixth year in my Santa Claus outfit. Same it one. is disgusting. <laughs> yes, but that's my point of pride, yo. Like, I it is the same outfit. It's it got it got is, fur
4: balls all
3: over it. It has fur and...
2: balls all over it. Like, the white strip down the front is just completely it's, dirty. It's
3: pink now. Oh, yeah mine's, yeah, mine's pretty damn old, actually, now that I think about it. It's probably been through... Been through six or seven and Santa Cons like on its real, own. Yeah,
2: the
4: real deal. It's yeah, not like the the
3: yeah. I got it Walgreens from job. Target a billion years ago for mm-hmm. I think it was on sale for like twenty five bucks. Nice. Oh yeah, you
2: have like a fancy one. Mm-hmm. I yeah. got mine at Walgreens for like eight dollars. Yeah, same with me. It's yeah, one of the felt ones. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm. I need to make a new beard because I lost my beard last year. <laughs>
3: My beard's part of the grossest thing on my whole costume. (laughs) My beard's just... Because I I have it on, and then I'll try to drink through it just to be cool. And then I'll take it off, and by the end, I'm... Spilling shit all over myself, <laughs> all right. like it's all stained, nasty, like brown oh, towards yeah, the mouth.
2: Oh yeah, it's gross. It's particularly <laughs> if like people are smoking and they're sticking their cigarettes through like the little Santa beard yeah. mouth hole. Yeah, <laughs> it's all like burned. Oh yeah. Er- um, Eric has a good thing he just wrote. Is Bananacon the critical mass of Santacon? Exactly, ruining a good time for a small group of people, ruining a good time for everybody.
4: Good, good, good point. point. Yes, they're bananarchists Yeah. Someone well, says I to don't
2: wash, like them. I- Wash my suit? Absolutely not. You get more respect the dirtier your suit is.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, you don't. It. Never, never, wash your, never wash your suit. Never wash your suit. Never wash
2: your suit. And know. my sister's coming down for it too.
3: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have uh, I have quite a few friends that are coming out this weekend too. It should be. Uh, I just love that she makes. I always
2: try to get her to come down, but she makes Santacon a priority, <laughs> like nothing else. As she, she should. I, I am glad that she does because she has as much fun as I do. Like. She's seriously driving down at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning just so she can be <laughs> there for Santa Claus.
4: Damn right. Get your priorities straight, people. So
2: you know what I'm thinking about doing for it for my beard? I don't think I want to buy one. I think I'm going to make a cotton ball beard.
3: Nice. Yeah. Fucking classic. Do it.
2: I think I want to just yeah. cut out a piece of paper. Some Elmer's some glue. You know that's not going
3: to last very long.
2: Yeah, but the other one didn't last very long either. Yeah,
3: but I mean that's going to fall apart within. I'm just going no, to super glue, glue the
2: cotton balls onto a piece of paper.
3: Oh, yeah. that's not gonna, That won't last long. Maybe
2: I'll put it on a piece of cardboard. Mm.
3: Still won't last long. Plus, if anyone gets a bloody. I mean, nose, no, you know, I'm saying that's, just... a, that's a great idea, but I'm just saying it's that you know how SantaCon goes. That's not going to last long. That's going to be falling apart. I am Especially my if you're making it out of cardboard, beard. that thing is going to rip off, I bet, within the first hour. You could make a sturdy cotton I ball. I could beard. make
2: it. Well, now it's a challenge.
3: Yeah, exactly. Hey, there we go. I'm helping you out. You, have to prove, you know what? Prove and I'm
2: going to make my sister a cotton ball one too. And we're going to be, yeah, we're going to be cotton ball Santas. We'll
3: see how long those last. <laughs>
4: Greg sees you just immediately tears it off your face throws it (laughs) on the ground and stomps on it
3: I wouldn't do something like that
2: no 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 nice alright I am making cotton ball beards tonight fuck y'all Kenny do you want me to make you a cotton ball beard too
4: oh I would I would be honored
2: okay are you going
4: I think I can make
3: that happen yes yeah alright well there we go Kenny B
2: (gasps) ooh my friend has a good idea glue cotton balls on a bandana that's genius
3: nah it still won't work do you
2: enjoy being a bully?
3: No, I'm not being a bully. You I, are
2: being a bully. I'm
3: not be- That's not me being a bully. I didn't say that I'm going to destroy it. Oh, that would be a, a bully point. thing. I'm
2: thinking I'm going to bring Sharky to Sanicon too.
3: N- uh, I guarantee Sharky will not make it past Sanicon. Sharky, that, yeah, <laughs> the last days of Sharky. The last days of Sharky. Oh
4: yeah, here. No, look, still works.
3: Greg broken. has a crazy
2: look in his eyes right now, just so you know.
3: Because I am going to destroy those things. Please bring those. Please bring those to SantaCon.
2: Greg, why do you have to ruin everybody else's good time? Um, I'm bringing this home with me today, just so I already have I'm laying it next to my Santa costume.
3: Greg's a beard snob. No, I'm not a beard snob, but just, I, I am a Sharky murderer.
2: You should put um, some white makeup sharky. in your beard that you have now. And just wear that as a beard. <laughs>
3: You really funny. could because you
2: have that leftover clown makeup From when you were fucking, you know, saying clown posse Yeah, I suppose I could And then
3: you could clown people <clears throat> That is true, I could clown people I do enjoy clowning people
2: <gasps> Someone suggested I make Sharky a little cotton ball beard Yes, that is <laughs> going to happen
3: And a hat you got and a, a hat. little hat yes. I'm yeah.
2: making a little hat
3: He will die
2: Stop saying that I'm
3: just saying, I'm, I'm not I'm just trying to give you the facts That's not what SantaCon's all about
2: That right? is not what SantaCon's all about It's about bringing joy to children What child doesn't want a little shark talking to them
3: I don't. I don't care about the kids. I care about me and Sharky is gonna die.
2: Who made you fucking overlord of everything? You're not. This isn't your. Well, the kingdom. King. This isn't your
3: <laughs> kingdom. <laughs> this isn't Hobbit SantaCon. <laughs> Hobbit Santa. I'm Hobbit. still. I'm still saying that Sharky is gonna die, though. You bring him out. Yeah, you I'm know gonna what? Be... You're
2: a fun slayer. That's what you are.
3: No, I'm saying that if I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be out for. Uh, we're gonna be going to SantaCon like seven, eight bars in. Sh- well, actually, sooner than that, probably two bars in, Sharky will die. What's going to be the uh, mode of death? I sharky?
2: am going to be. Oh, gonna that's going to be the kind of Greg, fun. You that's better not, because you're going to ruin my whole day.
3: Well, you're going to ruin my day by <laughs> shoving gonna, that fucking shark toy in si- my face. Right, I'm
2: not going to stick this anywhere near you. You
3: know face. what you're going to do with that? You're going to grab my beard. You're going to grab <laughs> my hat. I am not. That that thing is going to die. No, if Greg- it comes anywhere near me, I will kill it. That right there, that's enough for me to want to no, kill No, I am far away from you. That is enough for me to want to kill I am far away from you. Just that we sound like alone. We
2: are five feet apart. <laughs> Aaron says, Christmas is a time of miracles. Sharky will be fine. Plus, he's like Obi-Wan. If you strike him down, he'll be more powerful than you can possibly imagine.
4: That's right. I'll take that challenge.
2: Greg Nibbler.
4: You want to kill Obi-Wan? What's wrong with you?
2: I'm bringing all of them, then. <laughs> I'm bringing my posse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All the friends, flamingo, I'm dolphin. Flamingo. You gotta bring dolphin and claw. I'm bringing my lobster craws. Oh. It looks like that one's broke. That's too bad.
3: No, that one's not as clicky, right. is it? Oh, there
4: we go. You gotta, you gotta figure it out.
3: Why don't you go ahead and bring one, and then anybody that is at SenCon can finally see in person. How uh yeah. how fucking obnoxious these the things are. The look on your face when you're clicking those yeah. things. Is I don't think I don't think people <laughs> at home really understand. I don't think people listening right now quite understand yeah. exactly yeah. what it's like to be in the same yeah. room. Just, she's kissing the fucking shark toy right now. That thing is that is dead. Greg, dead. I'm
2: really excited for my first con, Greg. <laughs> I can't wait to see you in your in a manly beard and your little red Santa suit. Bet you're going to look my manly.
4: (laughs) You got the crazy eyes. (laughs) Maniacal smile. Shark in hand.
2: It's okay, Greg.
3: Shockwave says Sharky isn't a little person, Greg.
2: You have no jurisdiction over Sharky. I do, too. You know what? I love days like today. That's all I'm saying.
4: You know, it makes every day better.
2: Having an iPad. (gasps) Someone just, yeah, Eric wrote, what kid wouldn't like a shark talking to them? I'm going to make him a little fucking Santa hat and a little cotton ball beard. Yeah, but
3: there's no kids no around. No kid is going to Yeah, A, this isn't a kid's thing.
2: I am making him... This is my project.
3: This is what you dedicate your time to.
2: Plus, he has a red stick, too, so he's perfect for the holidays.
4: If children were involved in SantaCon, then they would hate Santa Claus for the rest of their life. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm bringing a hammer.
3: <laughs> a hammer or a pair of shears. We'll just cut it off right at the top. Nice. I can cut through that, uh, that little pole. stop it? Boy, how... Please do bring them all, because then I get to figure out different ways for each one of them to die. <laughs> oh, this will be kind of fun. I'll bring Ryan... a nutcracker for one.
2: Ryan says a cotton ball beard is a good start to classy as fuck winter. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> what should I make his little hat out of?
3: Uh, construction paper, maybe? Don't or, spend too much time on it. Yeah. You're just gonna be disappointed.
4: You could cut something off your, your own Santa costume somewhere.
2: Oh, I don't know.
4: Like inside, like a flap or something, you know? And then it would match. Then you guys would match. You'd have your equally shitty Santa costumes. This is
2: true. This is true. I like, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. the like time yeah. I've said that today, but I, I feel like that phrase is relevant. So <gasps> you you got- maybe I could take, like, that Maker's Mark cap and just kind of glue that onto his head and then put a cotton ball on top of that.
4: Yeah, that seems more like a fez
3: than a it Santa does. hat.
2: Greg, what are you doing?
3: Well, Santa Claus is not till Saturday. Let's see how many of these things make it through to then. Greg, nibbler,
2: those are my presents. Mine. <laughs> mine, mine. Mine.
3: Mine. You are such a mine kind of person. Mine.
2: <laughs> mine.
3: mine. Uh well, we'll just see. We'll see.
2: <laughs> Oh, people are funny. I can't wait for this weekend. And tomorrow, I can't wait for Sportlandia.
3: Yes, Sportlandia. Tomorrow at noon at trailblazers.tv, where we will be live video. We can chat up with that as well, so please, uh, please tune in there. Are you going to gonna be on moment. location?
2: Why, yes, sir. In fact, we're going to be at the Trailblazers practice facility tomorrow. Oh, Yes, wow. we will. It's true. And who knows what will be going on there. We don't.
3: Classy things. Classy that's for things. sure. Classy that's things true. will be going on. You can only find out by tuning in at noon tomorrow Toon at trailblazers.tv. So please do.
2: We haven't been to the practice facility in a long time. No. It's been yeah. months.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: It's all right. We have our all with badges, Kenny. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it opens all the doors. All for access now. <laughs> for now. <laughs>
2: yeah, we'll see how long it is. Yeah. All I know is that every day that my badge works, I, is another day I am grateful for. Absolutely.
3: And uh, every,
2: it still doesn't get it doesn't get less exciting every time. Like I scan it, no, all of a sudden the red light turns green. I'm like, yes,
4: I
3: am in. I know.
2: Yeah. I feel like I'm doing something wrong. I'm like, <coughs> is, is, this, is this supposed to be happening? <laughs> is this loud? <laughs> it's like you stole it. I know. <laughs>
3: see, Eric says, one day Sarah is going to walk into the room and find all the stick toys in some kind of horrific Saw scenario. Mm-hmm. She either has to destroy all the other toys to, sa- <laughs> to save Sharky or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, would you sacrifice all those stick toys no, to save Sharky? they all
2: special. Well, what That's if you had no I choice? I would be a better queen than you, a You king. either kill
3: Sharky and save them all or kill them all and save Sharky. Which would it be? You have to choose. You do have to choose because this is going to actually happen.
2: That is not funny. Stop it.
3: I'm really not, Saw wasn't I set up not, to be a comedy. I
2: am not stoked with you right now. is
3: not a comedy. These are, these are life choices that sometimes we have to make. Difficult decisions. Can we decisions. also
2: make mention that Kenny has a fancy schmancy iPad in front of him right now?
3: Yeah, he does. He's sitting here playing with it right now in front of us, like, <laughs> like lording it over through. us. I got a new iPhone, too.
4: And I got a new iPhone.
2: You can talk mm-hmm. to it,
4: and it does things. Yeah.
2: Kind of like your girlfriend. Ew. <laughs> Ow. By the way, I had a good time hanging out with her the other night.
4: I was going to say that went well. Yeah, that, was, I, that um, helps relieve some of my apprehension. Good. by bringing her around.
2: We're grown ups. Yeah, act like it, but you know. Yeah,
4: as, as long as you're nice to each other's face, you can do whatever you want behind each other's Yay. backs, right?
2: What <laughs> I don't like, I would. T- the only time I ever ever mention her is to you on this show, when I'm just fucking with you for joking's sake.
4: You have a, a dartboard with her picture on
2: it. You're giving way too much power to this. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Wow. I don't know. What are you doing over there, I'm Greer? just noticing that somebody
3: is um, putting things out from our, our Sportlandia TV Twitter account, but they're putting a, an RT in front of it, making it look like we sent it out. Whoa. It says, retweet, at Sportlandia TV, follow and retweet to get more followers. And then, like, list a bunch of names.
2: So did you delete it?
3: Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to delete it, but it doesn't matter because they they sent it out from their own account. that just makes it look like it came from us. We can't delete their...
2: Oh, that's fucking scandalous. <laughs> it, it is. So basically mm. you could write a message to somebody and it looks like they're retweeting what you wrote. Yeah. That's crazy.
3: Yep. So actually, I can't I can't delete it. There's nothing I knew about it. I see the evil gears in Sarah's head No, turning. I was just
2: like, that's a motherfucker. Yeah? Now we all know a little bit more evil.
3: Well, it's true. <laughs> Twitter. Hmm.
2: Daniel Baldwin says Today is a beautiful and amazing day What will we do to help someone else And make a difference Blessings to you all <laughs> Fucking
4: Can he tweet without saying blessings No I don't think it happens
2: Isn't Daniel Baldwin supposed to be sober Because on the 25th of November he wrote to Richard Lewis Don't blame me for Rosemary I was drunk <laughs>
3: Hmm. He's drunk on life sir On Jesus Maybe alcohol
4: doesn't count in his mind. Because you do get to do the what? What's the thing where you drink the... You guys are Catholics. Drink the wine. Communion? Communion. <gasps> yeah, that's it.
2: Daniel Baldwin mm-hmm. wrote to Spike Lee on the 22nd of November saying, Been trying to get a hold of you, Spike! Four exclamation points. Tough cat to track down. Left word at your production office. <laughs> Have a cool project for you. <laughs> four, number four, you. you. I
4: like how he tries to cool
3: it up.
2: <laughs> cat. Uh, I'm hip
3: to the vibe, Spike! <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, man. Can you imagine how many messages have been left for Spike Lee probably from... The- Hi, uh, just uh, just checking to see if Spike got my message yet. Jeff
2: wrote the most embarrassing thing to Spike Lee once. What? Okay, so Rick had ax- had actually taken a screen cap of what <laughs> Jeff had written to Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. And she wrote it in all like... Oh, it was just like, what? oh, this this homegirl home totally gets where you're going, dog. Like, oh! It was, it was so embarrassing. Oh. I know Rick has it saved, so if he comes here soon, oh. like, I'll have a pull for you. It is embarrassing. He's like, okay, he's like, I'm a bad person for doing this, but I had to screen cap this for you. Because no. I knew you'd appreciate it. And it's, yeah, it's her writing to Spike Lee.
4: He's a very good person for doing it He that. is a
2: very good person. <laughs> God
4: damn. I'm so, like, afraid of sounding like that to someone that I try not to as much as I can. I try to sound as white as possible.
2: To someone you mean like a, a black person?
4: A person of color, yeah.
2: A person of what? color. What? Kenny! Sort of a- that's, a, that's an
3: acceptable word. Kenny, what are you doing? Maybe we should... Um, why, I'm just gonna mute there.
2: There we
3: go. <laughs> Good and job. Done. Got yourself muted. Should we go ahead and wrap up for the
2: day? I guess so.
3: I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe. I don't know.
2: Mr. Jenky just wrote retweet at and then Jeff's Twitter handle and wrote I got a job <laughs> and wrote, and they wrote, see how easy it is to make stuff up.
3: <laughs> All right, Mr. Jenky, do it. <laughs> Jenkum. <him>. <laughs> wow, that's funny. Oh, this is awesome. I, uh, say what? can I say once again, I love being being live now. You can go to funemploymentradio.com and uh, subscribe to our live stream if you are not subscribed already. We greatly appreciate it and we love being able to talk to everyone um, on here. Tomorrow our show will be at 4 p.m. Pacific time, but before that, go to Trailblazers.tv at noon Pacific time and uh, and join in with us. Pone Tony says, What the fuck, Kenny? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and as Kenny would put it, Pone Tony is a person of color. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow, Kenny Wow Send us an email FunEmploymentRadio at gmail.com Or info at FunEmploymentRadio.com Or Greg at FunEmploymentRadio.com Any of these above Or, or Sarah that, at FunEmploymentRadio.com you, Greg I thought maybe you would want to say it yourself I, know I had no know how to say it How will Sharky die? We'll probably discuss this tomorrow on the show If you have a suggestion of how you would like him to die Please, uh, please send that in. I'll take it into consideration. Sharky
2: is not going to die.
3: So far, the the shears are kind of my favorite choice. Where we just lop the head off right at the t- right there. There's no fixing that one. Shears would be nice. Although the nutcracker does sound like it'd be a lot of fun. Just like break off little bits at a time.
2: I'm putting little needles embedded into his teeth, and I don't care as long as I get one good chomp on your arm. And draw blood, you can break him.
3: You're going to bring a weapon where you want to bite. He
2: will bask in the blood of his enemies. (laughs) He will go down fighting.
3: That's all right. He'll still go down. Smash a little. Maybe I'll smash the bottom jaw first. That way he's still alive.
2: It's not going to happen, Greg.
3: Oh, it's going to happen. Enjoy your last moments on this earth, Sharky.
2: I've got lots of friends, Greg. They're all going
3: to be coming for you. Thank you to Reese Darby for coming on the Reece show. Reese Darby! Get your tickets You're at heliumcomedy.com. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio.com.